Hello, you are listening to an episode of the Safa Talents podcast series. I'm Katja, founder of safatalents.org. We feature personal stories about people in the Middle East. At the heart are people who are building bridges and connecting hearts across cultures with a special focus on women and talents. Their stories will enrich our perspectives on the Middle East. For the fourth episode from Oman, I met Rim Asuwait, an Omani fashion designer and founder of Rim.clothing. Rim was working as a graphics designer in Paris when she decided to follow her own path and start something completely new. Rim talks about the inspirations for her patterns and fabrics and shares her insights into growing a fashion business out of a vague idea. For young girls with a big dream, she has one advice. Start small and just do it. Ahlan wa sahlan, a warm welcome to all listeners. With me here is Reem Asuwait, an Omani designer of clothes and accessories, and she will share her story with us today. Thank you, Reem, for taking the time and Thank also to inviting me into your beautiful apartment. Thank you for having me, <laughs> and you're more than welcome. Maybe before we start with your story, we describe a little bit the context we're in here. Visualize. Yeah, visualize. Actually, I would say it's very modern. Fairly modern, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new area that you live yes, in? Yes, fairly new. Uh, we are in Qurram, Muscat, in my apartment. It's hilly here? It is fairly hilly, yes, yes. But pointing to the sea? Pointing to the sea, exactly. Exactly. And it's it's a very beautiful area. I mean, beautiful houses. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Yes. I think people would love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come to you. You created your own brand, Riem.clothing. Yes. It's called. Yes. But of course, you started small. So step by step, we, you were taking your business ahead. Yes. How did it all start? When when did you first realize that art and graphic design is your passion? How how old were you? What did yeah. you do? Yeah. I don't think I had a clue that graphic design specifically was was my calling. But I always knew that art and design was my thing. It was my forte. Since high school, as back as high school, I was no good in science. I was no good as a student in general. But I knew, like I was always sketching on my hands or on the back of books, things of that sort. So I knew it was something I wanted to pursue, but what exactly, I wasn't so sure. So um, even as a kid, you were drawing all yeah, the time? Yeah, all the time, yeah. And uh, even if we were to look back at my sketches, it was always sort of the same theme, symmetry, geometry, that kind of thing. Although I had no clue what I was doing. It was uh, freehand drawings. Did you also use the colors already? No, no, no. It was strictly black and white. Ah. <laughs> strictly black and white, always... Uh, paper and a pencil. And yeah, from there, uh, when I came to university, um, initially, I actually went to Brisbane, Australia to study architecture. I figured I could make it work. There is some creativity to it. Started, I did a, a year of foundation, almost got really deep into it. But then I realized it was lacking color. It was lacking a little excitement. Uh, it's a beautiful major, but I just didn't feel like it was for me. From too there, much technical stuff. Too technical, and, uh, for mm. me at least. Mm. Yeah. From there, okay, switched it up from architecture to interior design, a little more colorful. 
but still it was it was it just didn't feel right it didn't feel like it was my thing you know what i mean from there I switched to graphic design i had no clue what graphic design really meant but the more i delved into it the more i realized this was it this was it and did you like where did you study uh, brisbane australia ah yeah yeah so why did you choose australia australia <laughs> that's a, it was because my family were there my sister before me had moved to study there so i just caught up with her oh. younger sister caught up as well it was the three of us no particular reason but i uh, loved brisbane it was a second home i was there for a good five years wow yeah so it was clear that you would not study here in muscat no no or... yeah i knew i aimed to to go elsewhere to go abroad to also have the experience yes for sure abroad. for sure yeah and But, i think my parents wanted that for me as well ah yeah. okay yeah. okay but it's not so common here in oman still that young girls go um it's more common than abroad. before it is more common than before for sure you we have a lot of students studying overseas but you're right we do have a good uh, amount that uh, study at the SKU for example yeah and yeah. when you arrived in australia i mean it's so different from oman yeah. or have you been there before you went uh, first i had been there but i was a lot younger couldn't remember anything so it was like a whole no it was a whole new experience for sure can you still remember what your first impressions were no i got lucky i when i went there i had my sister there and she had her friends so it wasn't it, it wasn't too much of a shock mm. i was surrounded by friends by armanis um so i didn't feel too out of place i got lucky in that <laughs> sense for sure yeah but um yeah, it was a whole new world brisbane really reminds me of muscat to a certain degree because it's not so busy not as busy as let's say dubai for example mm. um not so this felt, kind of metropolitan yeah not too, not too much at least so it was um i i loved it i loved it instantly yeah how long were you there uh five years five years yeah. so you finished all your studies there yes yes and then you moved on when i finished uh, when i uh, finished with my degree i came back here for a good year started working and then um i moved to paris for another five years and what how how did you take this like what happened i actually got married and uh, my husband was born and raised there so his family was there so after that we just moved to his family yeah i thought yeah that's interesting because i thought when when i first also saw your items yeah. i immediately thought about paris because it has this certain style yeah so that's why i thought you you chose has like something. it has yeah, to yeah. be paris or so but in in this way it it happened to be paris yeah 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 um Paris is the reason the business started. Like if anything it inspired me to start what we have here today. When you arrived in Paris, what did you do? Did you look for a job or did, did you study? I um, did. No, no, no. I uh looked for a job. I found a job. I was working there for a good 2-3 years and it was while I was working there that I started like baby steps but started working on my own business. And yeah. what was your work about? Was it graphic design? It was graphic design. It, it was, was you were not in fashion or anything. No, not at all, not at oh. all. It was graphic design. It was um yeah, very corporate, very um black and white. Yeah. And again, wasn't as colorful as I would have loved for it to be. Hence why I started my own thing. Now the other way around, Oman, Australia, Europe. Yeah. Did you have any kind of culture shock in Europe? In Europe, I wouldn't say culture shock, but the language, the language barrier did like 
frizzle me out a little bit. It was not easy, not as easy as moving to Australia. Australia, English was the common language, but moving to France, it was, uh, it, there were obstacles for sure. And Did you speak French? Or? Not, oh, yeah, not a word, <laughs> not yeah. a word at all. Uh, I did take a few courses, but still, it was just a whole different world, and it was impossible to make things happen without knowing the language. I didn't know anyone besides uh, my husband's family. It was a lot tougher than uh, Australia, for example. Is it easy, or is it really hard to get to know Europeans? I mean, it In also depends honesty, on the country. You cannot and the individual, but... I would say, but uh, it was tough at the start, but it, it, it picked up. It got easier. It got easier. And um, uh, regardless of the fact that I didn't speak the language, I soon enough started understanding at the very least. So while I couldn't initiate a conversation, I could at least understand what's happening around me. I could at least <laughs> form basic sentences and make my way around town. Yeah, it's, it's n it is tough, but it's doable. Yeah. Looking back, do you, can you describe in which way this experience in Europe shaped you? What was the major learning for you? I think, like, regardless of the fact that I was in Australia, uh, living in Paris taught me more about myself. How so? I think it was then and there that I realized that I could really stand on my own two feet. Like, I had to figure things out a lot of time on my own because my husband was at work. I was doing my own. Th I learned to take initiative, to step out. Mm into a city that I have no clue about. Establish and your own life. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, mm. yeah. So it taught me, it definitely taught me a lot about myself. And it strengthened me as a, as a personality, as a character. Yeah. So some ideas in towards entrepreneurship. I could do that yeah, on my own. Yeah, yeah. We're rising. Can I put one of your quotes? Sure. From, I, I took it from the website uh, because for me as a European, this is very interesting to read from you. Yeah. <laughs> it says, Reem became frustrated with the time constraints and metropolitan insincerity of the full-time corporate working lifestyle. That sounds quite hard. Like, uh, like a hard experience for you. It was, it was, it was tough. Again, uh, I got to Paris, started working and it's not that I get bored very quickly, but I seek creativity. I seek colors. I seek excitement and graphic design, unfortunately, can become quite repetitive. We're talking like business cards, logos, corporate collateral materials. It can get a little dull for someone like me, at least. <laughs> It but was it up also to me. sounds like a lot of stress. It was stressful. It was stressful. Um, but I think mainly the stress was because I was doing something. And while I loved what I was doing, it wasn't exactly what I felt I was capable of doing more. I definitely felt like I could do more. But what that's where the big question mark lay. Yeah. Because I was stumbling across this insincerity, yeah. which is quite a strong it's word. It's a strong word, yeah. It's a strong word. But uh, I mean, I, I, I have associations, yeah, you know, yeah. I can follow, but um, it's strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's also, it says like metropolitan insincerity. So it's a, you, you generalize like, it is, of course, yeah. the difference to Oman where there is not such no, a metropolitan no such, yeah. lifestyle. That's true. So that was a clear decision of you to, to choose another lifestyle yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Besides uh, having the vision of, I want to do something else. Or in other words, I 
crafted my own new lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you had this vision. Yeah. Can you describe a little bit how this... How the vision became a reality. I, okay, I always knew I wanted to do something. That's it, something. What that something was, I had no clue. I was lucky to have met two, two individuals in Paris. One was an architect and the other was actually my old boss. But both of them, they said things. They said things that, that, that pushed me into wanting to do something. One of them suggested that I have an art gallery. When that's not something I ever thought of before. But he believed I was capable of pulling something like that off. That my work was worthy of, uh, of holding in a, in a gallery of sorts. I was always sketching on the side. So while I was working and doing my corporate thing on my free time, I'd do my own thing and uh, try to discover my own self, my own style, uh, what I liked and disliked about design. Yeah, uh, it started off with, okay, prints on canvas. Maybe that's a good idea. Prints on um, phone covers, things of that sort. But before you know it, um, with a lot of experimenting, I came to, came to the idea of printing on uh, silk scarves. So it, it sounds like a discovery journey somehow. It is. It, it really was because I you didn't really know what I wanted. You wanted to do something, but you had to what find is it? what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And uh -huh. it, it needed to feel right. It needed, like, whatever product I ended up selecting in the end, it had to feel like it was made for such designs. You know what I mean? Not anything could work at the time. And it was a lot of experimenting. Um, again, it was a lot of me figuring myself out along the way, mm. figuring out my own style. And, uh, yeah. Before you know it, I came across silk scarves. And like I said, I wasn't a, there was no brand. And I just posted these images of these samples on Instagram. And that's how, how it started, really. How long did it take you to find out? To find out. Uh, what it really was for you. How you could really, you know, implement your vision. I think uh, within a year, within a year for sure. It oh. didn't take too long. Because I'm a very curious one and I don't, like, I don't take my time with it. Um, so I was, you're I was also very energetic. I, in that sense, yes, I was, for <laughs> sure. It didn't take too long. And uh, before you know it, yeah, I found scarves. And again, I was in Paris and uh, it just felt right. And it already started in Paris? The business as an idea, yes, was created, I guess, in my head. In Paris, um, it was a lot tougher to to make sales, to, to go about it over there. Like I know, I know more people back here. Like I said, I posted on Instagram, my followers were here. And again, I had no clue. I didn't know anyone back there. I didn't know how to start a business over mm -hmm. there. It was a lot easier to start it over here. So did it coincide with uh, you coming back? It is partly the reason I came back yeah. here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In the beginning for, uh, let's say, a good two years, I was flying back and forth, um, coming here, making sales, going back, designing and back and forth. But um, when I felt like there was more of a demand out here, I felt the need for me to come back here if I really wanted this business to succeed. And so I did exactly that. And um, because, I mean, Muscat is not the typical place for a new startup. True. Like, in yeah, terms yeah. of infrastructure and new business is very rare, actually, yeah. still. Yeah. So what did you find? Did you get any support uh, in building your business? I did. I mean, uh, friends and family, for sure. But I would say a lot of people thought this was just a hobby or 
a startup that would come and go, uh, whereas that wasn't my intention at all. So um, I might not have been taken too seriously at the start, but I think with time I came to prove that um, I wasn't giving up. And yeah. It worked out. <laughs> I'm still here today. <laughs> and I mean, there are so many tasks and roles for an entrepreneur. You have the, I mean, you have the full, from the idea to the design to, you have the whole production cycle, you have sales, promotion. So there's so much into it. Yes. In the beginning, I guess you did it all on your own, but there are always things that one likes to do and things one does not Must like. Do. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It is very true in the beginning. And uh, I would say up until this day, I actually do a lot of uh, the back end of the work by myself. However, with time, you learn to delegate. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Like, what do I know about finance or accounting or inventory management? Or It was, it was intense, but I needed to understand that end in order to make this a successful business. And so while I may not have enjoyed learning <laughs> a thing or two, um, it all came in handy. It, all, it was all beneficial and um, it made me a better businesswoman. Yeah. So you would say you are a designer and businesswoman? I would say that, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, because I think that differentiates you from some other designers who just, uh, you know, stick Strictly to that. Yeah. But you're an entrepreneur and designer yeah, at yeah. the same time. I would like to talk a little bit more about your products because I think they're really exceptional. We met at Sukesap, yes. which is actually a handicraft yes, souk yes. in Oman. The only one where you find... At the moment, uh, it's a farmer's market. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was walking around there, and there are many things around, also clothes. There's true, lots of true. things. Yeah. very colorful, actually. It is, yeah. And I passed by your stand, and I was, like, immediately drawn into it because it was different and unique in this whole space. Um, because for me, it really it had style, but also I saw the tradition of Oman and really interesting and also not only the patterns and the colors but also the fabrics Thanks, yeah. everything very selective so that was my first impression so of course I stopped <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> I had to but is, is this a kind of feedback you more often get from clients I think it is give or take the feedback I get let's talk first impressions is that it is different yeah it it uh, stands out one way or another and uh a plus <laughs> for me yeah <laughs> so that's actually made you grow your business yeah. step by step yeah yeah can you describe a little bit the process from when you have the idea to the making so where do you get your inspirations from and what's necessary that the item at the end looks the way how you want it yeah to the process uh we start with sketches um a lot of the time that's a, it's a good question where I draw my inspiration from. I don't think there's one thing that inspires me. It's a, it's a collective. It's a bunch of little things. Um, it could be graffiti on the street. It could be a song. It could be, it literally could be anything. Yeah, so I sketch away out of, let's say, a good 50 drawings, 20, make the cuts. From there, I sample on whatever the item may be, leather or fabric or or whatnot. 
from sampling, once that's approved, we move on to the bulk order. If not, we continue sampling until it is exactly as I would want it to be. It's time consuming, but uh, it pays off in the end. Yeah, and then through to the bulk bulk production and then... Uh, and the production of your products, because they're different products, I guess yeah, they yeah. are not... They are in different places, depending uh, Different on suppliers all around. Like, I deal with the U.S., Europe, and China, mainly, oh, wow. yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And I have about 12, 13 products, give or take. That's yeah. also, I mean, to, to manage all that uh, takes... Years lot. of experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Years of learning, yeah, yeah. It yeah. started off with one product, and then grew, and I learned how to micromanage and multitask, and now it's almost in my nature <laughs> do you actually seek out inspirations like you go let's say on a journey or you want to see something special to get new inspiration or is it as it happens i'd say as it happens but i do find traveling to always be a trigger inspirationally <laughs> but yeah as it happens i have another quote from your website that really uh, fascinated me because i think it's True, but I, I know your products, I've seen them, <laughs> and I would like you to describe that a little bit for our listeners, okay. because it says your design series are tribal, urban, and kaleidoscopic. True. Can you describe a little bit how this shows in your products? I think some of the key words to describe my style would be very Islamic, very geometric, Strangely, I've been getting this quite a bit. Very psychedelic. Don't understand why. But yeah, um, <laughs> very abstract, but still, um, these are the recurring themes I find myself resorting to from one, con one collection to another. Is, is, is there a link to the Omani heritage? I wish I could say yes. There is, there is. But uh, I think mainly a stronger theme would be the Islamic designs present in my art. Oh. Yeah. And urban, yes, I could not describe to anybody why it looks urban, but it looks urban to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I do know what you mean. I'd like to elaborate on that, but I too. It's difficult. Yeah, it's yeah. difficult to describe. I think one has just has to see. It, yeah, see, see it to believe <laughs> and it. Kaleidoscopic, yeah. it's it's the colors, is it? The colors, the repetitive patterns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the colors are really amazing, like also the composition of the colors. You don't have, you have many colors, but not all of them. And not it's, all, it's, yeah. It's yeah. really, yeah. yeah, okay. Coming back to, to your business once more, you started selling silk scarves out of the trunk of, your, <laughs> oh my of the car. car. It's yeah. true. <laughs> it's sad, but true. <laughs> well, that's how it starts. Yeah. <laughs> and now you have an online shop? Yes, I have a website, an on, uh, online store, and uh, I have a showroom. And I attend as many um, exhibitions and markets as I can. So you're traveling also for those exhibitions? Or? Uh, I've done a few. The aim is obviously to do more, but uh, yeah, I've, I've done a few. So it really grew. Now you have a showroom and an on online store. How far do you think you can take Riem.clothing? Like what's your, what's your goal or your vision? Ultimately, I think the goal or vision would be for the business to no longer be restricted to strictly Oman. I'd want it to be a, a global thing. Oh, like I want it to be known worldwide. That's the ultimate dream. 
but baby steps. Uh, for example, that one would find your items in New York in some store or in Europe. That's quite a dream. Yeah, that is the dream for sure. <laughs> That's a big dream. Yeah, yeah. a big one. I agree. <laughs> but yeah, I just want the business to grow. I know it has uh, potential. The key, I guess, is to keep going until hopefully I get there. One last quote, because I thought also it's really telling, but I'm not sure if I fully understand it. Okay. It says, Reem's designs provide the perfect platform to visually reflect one's identity. Yeah. Can you describe that? Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. How you dress can reflect your character. I personally am one to dress in very somber, dark colors all the time, but then throw on a colorful scarf or throw on a hint of color via a bracelet or a bag. It's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a way to visually express, I guess, who you, who you are or mm. your character at least. Yeah. And in which way might your products strengthen? Like if I choose to wear your scarf on top of a black sweater, yeah, yeah. it really comes across very strong. Yes, yes. Do you have an image of, of, of what kind of identity it will give me? I'd like to think my designs or my choice of colors are generally a little bold. And I, for one, am the kind of person who, if I feel like I'm dressed well, I feel, I feel good, you know? It's like a, a boost of uh, confidence, if you may. That's kind of what I, what I want. I want it to be an accessory that adds to you, you know, that uh, strengthens you, I guess, makes you feel better about yourself. Yeah. yeah. It, it stands out. Well, it stands out. It stands yeah, out. yeah. It doesn't need much around. Yes, yes. Yeah. It shines by itself. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> I have one last question. Okay. I'm sure there are many young Omani girls admiring what you are doing. And maybe some of them would like to become a designer themselves. What would your advice be for them? My advice would be A, if they have that vision, if they want that, to pursue that. Um, not just make it a thought at the back of their minds. Everything is possible. Everything's doable. If I was capable, I of all people was capable of doing this, then anyone can really do it. And it is possible to do it single-handedly. You don't need much. You don't need much. You just need to try. You just need to try. Uh, sample. Give it a go. Throw it on your social media. See how people respond. It's all doable, but it's always the jitters, the beginning. That's, that's usually what holds people back. But um, it's so easy to get through that. All it takes is for them to take the first step and try. I guess for somebody who has achieved it. <laughs> it's easier said than done. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously you had the courage to start it. And, and you have the talents and, and the endurance, uh, and now you, you are there. But uh, funny enough, I was an introvert, a nervous wreck. I, a lot of it was done for me. Like I wasn't doing this business for others. I was doing this for me. And so the focus was, I kept my focus there. 
And I know I made it sound a lot easier than <laughs> it probably is. But uh, again, it's very doable. It's very, very doable. And if I, uh, I started that, all this at the age of 25, if I was capable, knowing nothing, no, I had no business knowledge. I had no background. I don't have uh, family members who ran a business. If I was capable of figuring it out along the way, then I'm sure there are other young ladies who are capable of doing the same and better. I think that's very motivating. But at the same time, I think it's important also to see that you are saying it's not all milk and honey. Yeah. It's, it's a tough journey. Yeah. And it's also really, I, I, I hear it's also a journey of self-development, self-encounter. And discovery, for sure. Discovery. Yeah. 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 Like I've learned a lot about myself in the past uh, five years. And I don't think it stops there. I'm still learning as I go. I know I'm not the best in certain areas of my business, be it the finance or the invent, but um, you learn as you go. You learn as you go and uh, yeah, it's an ongoing uh, journey. Is there one thing where you would say, I would like to really like to learn that? Oh, there's plenty. I'd still like to learn. <laughs> That's the plus side of being a very curious designer. Um, there's plenty I still want to learn, uh, while at the moment my products are limited to uh, print materials, I want to break into something new, perhaps 3D, perhaps visuals. It could be anything. I'm still <laughs> working on myself. I mean, you, you have so much creativity, obviously it doesn't stop. So it will take you to new adventures. Yes. I think as long as you're willing to continue learning there there will be a lot more opportunities on your way. And I guess it needs this kind of determination. It does. To... Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Is there anything you would like to add? Uh, I, think, uh, I think we summarized everything in a nutshell. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for the talk. Thank you. <laughs> I want to thank my guests and you, dear listeners, for connecting and letting yourselves into our discussion. You will find some more information about today's guests, all podcasts and many more articles on our website, safatalents.org. Please send me some feedback and if you have recommendations and special interests, I'm Katja and I wish you a happy day.